time for the charm bomb to explode. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray. Thank you so much for joining me today. This show is going to be a little different. I'm still kind of figuring things out, and things were going so well. I was kind of taking things for granted. Everything was going fine. I wasn't having any issues. And of course, I had a plan of doing some live audio at the Bat City Open, and that didn't happen, which was, is fine. So I was asking some of the ladies from the Bat City area to come on the show with me. And of course, technical difficulties ensue. It's just been that kind of week. I'm not even going to go into the whys of why this week has not been awesome. The best part of this week has been the conversations I'm about to have with these ladies, Donna and Kelly from Austin, Texas, and just being able to talk some pinball and forget about life for a while. But I wanted to go into a little bit, since we did have some technical difficulties, we did lose about the first 10 minutes of the conversation. We, we will pick up kind of in the middle of us discussing the event itself and then just some random uh, pinball fun question stuff and just general fangirl stuff. There's actually a really funny bit towards the end. And this was that was kind of the reason I didn't want to scrap the episode because I thought it was just a really fun conversation. But to talk a little bit about the event this past weekend, the Bat City Open, it is on the Stern Pro Circuit. It is a fantastic event. They host it each year, at least the last couple of years, at Buffalo Billiards. Buffalo Billiards is a fantastic venue. It's right off the corner of 6th Street and Brazos. If you've never been to Austin, Texas, 6th Street is kind of like a Texified Bourbon Street. It's just a really fantastic you know, the heart of Austin, bar, 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 party, party, party. And it's uh, a fun place to have an, uh, an event like the Bat City Open. It was a match play tournament. They had over, I think they had exactly 80 players. Um, taking first place was Trent Augustine, which is hilarious. Not, not in the fact that he took first place. That was awesome. But you guys might remember from episode one where I talked about going to the Bat City Open for the very first time. And I played Trent Augustine in my very first tournament ever, a tournament of any kind ever. And I see Trent at the this year's event. I'm, you know, reintroducing myself like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Like, you don't remember me, but here's this funny story. And he laughed. He was super nice. And of course, who do I play in round one on World Cup soccer? Yes, I played Trent again, which I thought was hilarious. I ran up to Raleigh and Elizabeth. I said, guys, look what happened. They're like, no way. Yes, it happened. But... Of course, he totally took me to town on <laughs> World Cup soccer, but I got a solid second place. So I was very happy about that. I, you know, I didn't do too great overall. Uh, I got I was sitting at 19th out of 80 before we went to dinner. And I had I, I want to blame the chicken fingers. I've just decided to blame the chicken. But I think it got into my head that I was 19th. And then, of course, when you get to that point, as some of you may know, I did not. Uh, the caliber of player starts changing um, and you start playing people that are ranked in, you know, single and, and double digits, not like four digits for me where I normally 
play. Uh, I got a, a chance to play actually some of the top finishers. Not only did I play Trent, I got a chance to play Colin McAlpine and also Lewis Bevins out of, I believe, the Pittsburgh area. Uh, it was it was a master class in pinball. I had a fantastic time, but I will tell you by round 13, it was mathematically impossible for me to make the finals of any kind, novice A or B. So I just decided to start drinking. <laughs> I, one of my uh, fellow pinballers, Chris from San Antonio, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know what? I'm not making it. He's going to, you, you could make it. No, no, I, I did the math. I can't make it. I'm having a shot of Patron and then I'm going to go lose on Adam's family. <laughs> but overall, the, the event is so much fun. And I have to give credit to Jesse Bodell, the manager of Buffalo Billiards. He puts on an amazing event. He also had a, a lot of great help from Dick Curtis, who is a huge presence on the Texas pinball scene. Uh, Jesse was running around trying to make sure everything was working properly. Dick was running the uh, match play software, making sure scores were getting in correctly and, and people were checking in and just kind of taking care of that end. He also had some great TD help from Colin McAlpine. And of course, can't forget Phil Grimaldi from Space City, who did all the streaming. Streaming looked amazing for those of you who caught it on Twitch. I also will put a link in the show notes. And if you want, guys want to watch the finals again. But we had a fantastic time. We didn't have the right house that we, we chatted about. It was more of like the let's sleep before we have to get up again in a couple of hours. If you've never played in a, a tournament of that size, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Uh, playing that much pinball for that many hours, you just have to learn how to pace yourself. And I forgot it does get kind of warm. It's it's South Texas in the summer, it's just warm. I wore jeans, which was not the smartest move. I ended up wearing shorts the next day, but uh, it, it was just an amazing event. Everybody did such a fantastic job. The two ladies I'm going to interview a little later on are Donna and Kelly. Donna's been on the scene for about two years in the competitive league scene of Austin. She is uh, very popular. She does Tuesday Night Jam. She does different events, and you can always catch her at pinballs or buffalo or anywhere there is some pinball going on she's a, a great lady and, and i consider a good friend and then we have kelly who's new to the scene she just started playing competitively about a year ago and she's already been to indisc uh it never drains in southern california she went to tpf and now she actually is um playing in the bat city open and made it to the novice finals i was so excited for her and we'll talk a little bit more about that before we get into the interview, I do want to make a plug for the uh, Silver Bell Brawl going on this weekend at Pintastic. If you're in the New England area, I'm sure you already know about this, but the ladies have put together an amazing event, and I hope you guys can make it out there. I hope at some point that I get to come out there and play with the Boston Bells. They are so much fun. I've had a chance to chat with them online, and they're just good people, and I think the event's going to be really fun. Again, if you're in the New England area, go check out Pintastic. If you're a lady, go play in the Silver Bells Brawl. It's going to be so much fun. I hope you guys have a wonderful event, and I can't wait to hear more about it later on. But now let's get back into the interview. We're going to start up with Kelly talking about how she made it into the Novice Finals. Thank you guys so much. Thing, you know, like before the mid the multi ball happens, and I'm feeling it, <laughs> and so I was, you know, I was having fun with it, and it was nice just to kind of finally just relax because. I think some tournaments in the past have been a lot more stressful and you put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform. And I think even sort of not doing well initially was helping me just kind of just relax and just remind myself to just kind of have fun and enjoy it. And so 
uh, I think I got lucky in the so the last round I just barely scooted in because I had a first place and then a second place and that gave me enough points just to kind of skate on by and I think luckily my from the way that my ranking was positioned it, it slotted me just into novice just barely which was super awesome and I wasn't even really expecting it and then I almost didn't believe it and I had to hang around long enough to have you know, Dick finally gave me the thumbs up that I finally made it because I was like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, <laughs> really didn't even know. And then I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm in novice. And this is my first time even really making it to a novice level because aside from when we did a, a Pride pinball tournament last year during the Pride Festival, um, I typically oh, have yeah. had a hard time even really getting getting up to a level like that. So it was really exciting to have it for my first time and um, so super happy, you know, to represent the females, of course, but just to even be considered in the finals for the first time, too. So that was really awesome. Yeah, no, it was so fantastic. Uh, if you, if I checked out the rankings and and I mentioned Laura Tennyson, who is from DFW. Yeah. Um, she was unable to compete in the novice because she's in the top 100 of the, the, right. the ranking for for women. And for, for to be in the novice finals, you have to be. Uh, a rank of 3,000 or below, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, I guess above. above, I guess I should say. But right. 3,000 and up yeah. Um, yeah, to be yeah. in the novice finals. And then they had an A and a B division as well. But but you were holding it down for the ladies. I was super <laughs> excited for you. And yeah. I was like, yes. It's like pictures, pictures, pictures. It's like, I was like, Kelly doesn't even know me. I'm some strange girl just taking pictures of her and <laughs> trying to not be a creeper. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and I need more photos. So Kelly did so well in the finals, but then she had to do a playoff at the very oh. end for actual placement. So because they were they were tied going in, so they had first and second, and so for third place, she had to do a playoff to see who was going to be third and fourth. And she it's, did a it's, great job. Thank you. I mean, well, it's funny, too, because you talked about Barracora, and I went in telling my boyfriend, Barracora is the one game I do not want to play. I played it during Flip Frenzy. Didn't like it, wasn't here for it, had a really hard time with it. And the first game that Gilbert picks, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Barracora. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I started realizing that he was more comfortable with, you know, some of the solid states and some of the kind of oldish games. And I'm more comfortable with moderns. And so right. I, was like, I was like, all right, cool. So looking around at what we're going to play for finals, because he was the top seed. So he got a chance to pick all of the games, and then I would get the opportunity to pick my position. And so, you know, of the games available. And plus, since we're a novice, you know, we get the last pick after all of A, B picks their games, all of B picks their games. And so, you know, I'm kind of, it's already a little bit slim pickings. And I'm like, man, Gilbert is going to place play some games that I don't want to play right now. And I know <laughs> it, and I've got to accept it and be open. And he's like, yeah, we're going to play uh, Barracora. And then he picks Dracula, which is also not one of my favorites. And then he picks Congo, which I love, and we play all the time. But I just could not, just yeah. could not find the things that I wanted on that game, and it was set up super hard, of course. And so it was some tough games for sure. But then we, yeah, so then we were tied to decide between third and fourth. And so I played against Christopher, who was a very talented young man. He, he was, he beat a lot of people to get to where he was, but he was having yeah. a hard time. Uh, you know, yeah. Admitting so so Christopher Haskett is for, for those of you who don't know. I think Chris is like maybe seven. He is um, so young and he, he's yeah. adorable. Oh my yeah. He's adorable and amazingly talented. So he was at um a we have a monthly tournament down in San Antonio, and him and his dad uh, Eric came, and uh, Chris owned it and got I think yeah. second place and an oil change. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. yes, yes. They told me that he had won an oil change. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was like the best. We're like, we're just sitting there taking pictures. We're like, do you mind? And they're like, no. And he just, you, you see him like, what is this? I'm like, sorry, man. Our sponsor is like Hill Country Honda or something. And it was like, the dad was excited. Eric was really cool about it, but it was just so funny. But you know, poor Chris is. I know. It's, it's, and it's, it's hard. It's interesting too, because the kids sometimes, you know, depending on their height, they can barely see over the machines, but some of them have step stools, but the step stools sometimes make them too high. And so it's, it's an interesting sort of transition for them because they, their bodies, you know, they, it's not the same for them. Like we can see on top of it, we can reach around it, we can move the machines much better. And so, you know, I feel for him when he's, uh, I, I have to admit, you know, of course, I was very strategic about picking Demolition Man yeah, as our, you, our face-off you, game. You because made a, bar, a smart choice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a very wide, hard game, yep. and I'm going to pick yep. this on purpose. And it was mm-hmm. purely for the competition, nothing against Christopher, because he still did a great job with that game. But it was a specific choice. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't as familiar with it. Where exactly, yeah. He played that one in the Play the game three, all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to go with what's best for you, and and I totally. think it was a good learning opportunity for yeah. him. And yeah. the thing is, like, he beat so many adults to get there. Yeah. You know? it's just hard, yeah. you know. He took home some money. I got an adorable trophy. We were really kind of even. It's yeah, it's no, it, yeah. it it worked out, and, and you know, props to Chris for for placing as well. I mean, I think he was the youngest person, yeah. obviously, oh, in yeah, the final. Yeah. The only kid in the finals. We had a. There's a couple of teens that play Jack and uh, no, I think Jack was in the finals as well. He was in the A. I think he was in yeah, the A. Yeah, it was what? Jack and Austin, right? Or no, not uh, Bryce. Uh, was yes, it Bryce? Bryce. Yeah, Bryce. Yep. No, but there was another teenager in the finals as well. Was it Ben? Was that his name? No. <sighs> trying to remember. I there can't least, think of the guy's name. Three. They were all very. Yes. Yeah, and they all played last year at Bat City, so this wasn't their. That's not their first Bat City. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, overall, I think everybody placed really well. Um, Kelly, you ended up taking, I believe, third third in the novice. Congratulations. Yeah, thank clap, you. Clap. Thank I was you. so excited for you, like taking a million pictures. And I was trying to like, <laughs> Chris was like crying and I was like I super know. sad. And I'm just, like, I don't like. Ugh, <laughs> it broke my heart. I know. I was like trying not to take pictures of him with you, and I was like, "Oh, we're excited!" But they gave you like the most adorable yeah. trophy of all time. Well, really, one of Yours the things that I that one of the things I super appreciate about Dick, who is an amazing person in general, but also he really he really fully contributes to the pinball community, and I I give him all the props I could possibly give. But his wife makes these amazing trophies for some of our tournaments sometimes, and this is my second my second trophy from her now, and I love it just as much as my other one. But she she makes some really incredible kind of very unique artwork when it comes to trophies, and I I really appreciate them for sure. Yeah, no, Dick yeah. Curtis, who's like a huge like man on on the pinball scene in Texas, and and I didn't mention him, but he was the kind of the TD running the show when it came to you know making sure scores were inputted yeah. properly, make sure match play was going off without a hitch, and and he put a, a lot of time and effort into this, and he gave me some good advice about having to do a tournament coming up too, so. Um, a lot of props to, to, to Dick, but, um, yeah, he, he did an amazing job kind of making sure everything stayed running and was, you know, kind of well orchestrated along with Jesse. The, the trophy was super cute. We got the pictures. It's like a shot glass. You can take that around. I, I would definitely like wear it like a necklace. It would be like, a front <laughs> I would totally take it because yeah. it was like the most adorable thing I had ever seen. I, I loved it. 
I mean, I feel like pinball trophies in general are just very unique and fun. My my brother has a really interesting collection as well. One of them is just like a giant devil horn. And, I, you know, I think that there's <laughs> some really – he also actually last year, uh, he did a, an additional pride tournament in New York, and he called it the – it was a mean queen Mean Queen tournament, and the trophies were actually disco balls. They were amazing. I'll oh, just send you some photos. One sometime. of my friends won one of those. Oh my god, really? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was one of it was. We had a he had a drag queen hosting, and it was such a fun tournament, and it was so so amazing. And I just yeah, one of the best trophies ever. But pinball trophies are incredible. They're so unique and they're so fun, and it's really just you know it's it's all about kind of just enjoying yourself and less about the pure competition. So. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It's just, you know, I think just making sure that you go and you have fun and, you know, don't take it too seriously. I mean, yeah, you want some Whopper points. I was excited that I got Whopper points that were over a point. (laughs) 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 I mean, new stuff, and I'm like, point zero three. (laughs) Really, guys? I feel terrible. Although my ranking shot up. I was, like, in the 8,000s. Now I'm in the 5,000s. I'm like, heck, yeah. Yeah. I was super excited about it. That was like my favorite thing of the day. I was like, yes, yes. I, you know, I, I think overall, I think I did like 49th, but I was like, I don't care. I went up like 8,000 places. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. 3,000 places, whatever. But yeah, no, that, that was super fun. And I just, I love, you know, that, that event and, and coming up to Austin and there's so much pinball in Austin. So there is, of course, Buffalo Billiards. Then you guys, um, what are some of the other events that they have in Austin that you guys have pinball wise? Yeah, pinballs. I mean, Donna, you kind of have all the events on lockdown and pinballs, right? Yeah, well, we play um, weekly tournaments on Tuesdays at pinballs, and then that's with uh, the Bat City League. And then pinballs itself has been throwing tournaments. They have a new marketing guy, and so he's been doing themed tournaments kind of once a month. And so that's, that's been drawing people outside of league. So it's exposing pinball to more people, and we, we love bringing more people in because why not share the fun? It's it's so much fun, and we want everybody to have a good time. So I, we're just trying to, to just bring more, you know, more focus to it and ha- make it more fun. I miss the way we used to do League, which was we played with the same four people, but played uh two different banks of five games but everybody else likes the weekly tournaments i like to hang out more that's my thing if i hang out for the whole evening with really good players i learn a lot and if i'm jumping from round to round in match play i just don't get as much out of it from that perspective but still i still love playing and i still learn from the best people so just very very lucky to be in austin and have access to so much pinball yeah, I think too, especially with Cybercade opening up uh, on Riverside, yeah. you know, that's going to definitely be a big game changer because there, there are, uh, you know, there's a lot of bars. I mean, Austin in general has what 300 bars in a three mile radius. There are, you know, pinball machines at bars all over yes. town, but to have, you know, another hugely condensed, actually two locations with Pinstack opening up north and then Cybercade downtown, it's going to be massive. There's just going to be you know, machines everywhere, lots of opportunity to meet people and play games, and it's going to be pretty yeah. amazing. Very exciting. You guys couldn't even see me. Oh, my God. You must have, like, I mean, like, known telepathically that I'm actually drinking a Crackberry from oh, Cider King. Yeah, we were oh, up there. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's actually – so I bought – so I was up there a few weeks ago for Pin Masters, and 
I had always heard about Bishop Cidercade and I wanted to go. So in a like it, it was me, Steve and Chris Doyle and we all went and Chris had been there, but Steve Bound and I had not. And I was like, this place is awesome. And yeah. but I was driving, so I couldn't drink and I love cider. I was kind of a little miffed about it. Their cider is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. They have Yeah, so I bought a case. I'm like, I'm taking a case home. So I've been slowly working on it. So today I'm having the crackberry, which I think is probably my favorite. So but it was like it's yeah. so funny. I'm actually drinking it right now. I was like, ah, I needed a drink after, you know, I, having I all mean, the I'm, IT problems I've had today. <laughs> I'm super impressed too. Cidercade is really good. I think about maintaining good machines. There right. are a lot of places that you know will have machines but don't necessarily know how to take care of them. And Cidercade is really good about having you know a phone number on every machine that says if there's a problem, if there's something sticking, if something's broken, text. You know, we'll take care of it right away. So I've almost never had a problem with any of the machines there. And I and I I will honestly find any excuse to go to Dallas just to go to Cider Cave. Yeah, just to play there. <laughs> yeah, Their no, focus it, is, is more uh, – they look to have the, the premium and the LEs. They go for a higher-end pinball machine. So it will be nice to have a whole group of those in town. Oh, yeah. Whereas, oh like, gosh. pinballs, we, we're lucky because we can play pinball machines, you know, from the – 60s and 70s all right. the way up through modern so we have access to older ones a lot of people don't get to play yeah. which is why i'm better at those than the, the newer ones i like but i'm not as good at them i like like the old school ones so i like that we're gonna have more of a variety and access to just anything we could imagine will be here definitely that's a good point yeah i know and it, it what's brewing is like kind of our hot spot and we have a variety of oh, machines yeah. and and i i love the older machines because i think and, and i not saying that there isn't skill involved, obviously, with the newer machines, but I think there's a little more of the, the actual tactical kind of skills, ball catching and all that, those those kind of things, yeah. whereas opposed to, yeah. like, the newer games, it's a lot more rule sets and right. knowing how the, the, the rules and how the modes and everything work. Yeah, there's so much to there's so much to know to each game and even even the code updates, right? Like, there's new rules, new strategies constantly with these games, and it's it's a lot to keep up with. I think it's it's nice because we, you know, we because we have so many people in town that are so good at them and really uh, adamant about learning the games and knowing them well. It's it's easy to kind of lean on those guys to kind of help coach us through some of the things or, or teach us things, and it's really yeah. interesting to kind of get their perspectives on on how to approach the games and learn from them. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, so what do you guys have coming up next? Do you guys have any um, major events going on or any kind of what's your, your pinball plans going on for the, the rest of the summer and maybe the fall? I don't know. I, I had originally uh, put myself on the wait list for Pinburg, but had to remove myself purely for logistical reasons, moving moving into a new place and such. But um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm hoping to find something soon, and I'm also just – hoping that Cidercade opens as soon as possible so I can just start <laughs> living there. <laughs> just want to be there. Um, I don't know. Is there, what else is going on in town, Donna? I mean, I I plan to just keep doing weekly stuff, the weekly tournaments, and then in the fall, I'm going I've already I'm already set up to go to the Houston what are they, is it the Game X? What do they call that? Was oh, the it's the Expo. Houston Arcade Expo. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that on episode 1 with the Houston ladies. Yeah. But they, the, it's the Houston Arcade Expo, which is awesome. And then they have the uh, the Space City Open, which is the, you know, Houston version oh, that's for right. that city. Yes. 
Oh, yeah, that's, so I plan that? on going to that. I, I uh, It's in November. It's in November. It's mid-November. I don't have the dates, but I'll put a link in the show the notes. But... or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to that. And I don't know if I'll play in the tournament. Other than Bat City, Bat City's the first tournament I played right off the bat. Sometimes I like to go and observe and see what's going on. Like with Texas Pinball Festival, I probably yeah. will never play in that tournament because there's so much fun stuff going on. I just, I can't be distracted by the tournament. Yeah, and so oh, that's man. the hard part. When you do <laughs> tournaments, it's like, I want to go see all this fun stuff in these booths, and there's cool things going on. I want to hang out with my friends. But when you're in the tournament, it sucks away all your time. It's a bummer. It's a total bummer. It, it, I mean, not a bummer. Like, I like playing, but it's like, I want to go I want to go shop and, like, buy stuff and hang out yeah. and meet people. It takes a lot of time. It's like a, It's kind of like an all-day thing. Yeah, Kelly, if you get a chance, um, I saw that they posted they're going to do the signups for the actual Space City Open Tournament in September. Mm, And you can buy tickets now for the actual event. And I think you get a discount if you buy them early. Yes. Buy them before July 31st and they're cheaper. Nice. All right. Well, add that to my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the last, like big tournament event for the year because all of our stuff tends to take place like you know summer and spring so yeah. that that's a big fall event um i think that's the only thing on the calendar right now like that's the you know stern, well, you i don't know if it's on the stern pro event. circuit but it's kind of like of that caliber you're going to get those kind of folks yeah but lauren you're running summer slam yeah um, yes. i mean it's it's, it's, it's not on the open yeah. you know tourney but no, um but it's a pinball tournament in and it's, a, it's women's too so that's even better exactly for those of you who don't know i am the lead coordinator for bells and chimes san antonio and it, it's kind of like i'm kind of learning as i go like kind of what works what doesn't work and we're trying to figure things out so our league does a actual league like our, you know, Bells and Chimes League instead of doing like some Bells and Chimes groups do actually monthly tournaments or something of that flavor. We actually do a seasonal league, but it kind of is hard to get new people in because, oh, we already started the league. You'll have to wait like three months. Oh, sorry. But so what we did or what I decided to do was have like a, a seasonal like match play tournament that's just open to anybody that wants to come. And it's a, a ladies pinball tournament. It's going to be August 24th. It's a $10 buy-in match play. It's going to be uh, start kicks off technically at noon. Registration's at 11. You can register. If you want to pre-register, you can do that. If you want to come down for the event, um, you can email me. There's more information on our Facebook page, or you can shoot me a message about it. But uh, the winner gets a actual wrestling belt, which is I'm super excited about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, it's like and it's been it. super cool. I I was I was there like figuring out like ah, and it's you get to keep it for the year and then when we have the next summer slam. Oh fun! <laughs> you would turn That's it over and there's like a little idea. spot on the belt that would say like 2019 and it would have your name and then it would just go to the next person. Nice. Yeah, I mean I I want to win it. I don't I don't think I will, but I want to, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> And then everybody's like, are there going to be shirts? Because now we've become, like, known for, like, the fact that we, like, have, have shirts cool all the time. Shirts. Yeah. You do. But and I was like, oh, I don't know if we'll have shirts. So I know. Lauren, it's a quick turnaround. pick long-sleeve shirts for – the last shirt you did were not summer-friendly for Texas. I, I picked them because they were, like, baseball shirts, and it was, like, summer. And, okay, I, I like three-quarter-length sleeve shirts. And I thought, oh, it's summery because they're baseball shirts, and that'll be fun. 
in reflection, <laughs> I didn't um, maybe they weren't the best shirt for South Texas. My bad. <laughs> but they're hella cool. But yeah. They're so cute. They're, they're, so they're, cute. they're a little warm. I, I will admit that because the baseball tees are not. We usually pick like the jersey style, like the, the thinner, like combed cotton shirts for yeah. like all of our other shirts. But that one was a thicker shirt because that's just that style of shirt. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we might do a SummerSlam shirt. I don't know. Everybody seems to be like jazzed about it. So I'm like, now I'm like, oh, man, if I don't do a shirt, I'm going to feel lame. <laughs> but I have to give, oh, and I didn't even t- say, Kelly, I have to give you props for the oh, amazing artwork you did oh, for the Bat you. City Open poster. Thank you. Cool. I, I have to admit, uh, Jesse wanted to pay me and I, Purely requested free pinball, and so he's been paying me in rolls of quarters. <laughs> oh, sweet! <laughs> so uh, it's kind of he's he's kind of paying me in installments at this point, and I I'm super happy about it. Yeah, I I got that because I'm I I'm big on my pinball T-shirts, but I'm also have like a certain like, am I gonna wear this? Like, well, yeah, yeah. And but yours is super cute with the bat, and I'll include a picture um in our show notes and, and on Facebook and Instagram. But it's super cute, and Thank I was you. very excited to get the shirt. Like, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's no. funny too because I feel like a lot of pinball shirts they want to be black, you know, because you're kind of playing into the into the you know the the genre and the atmosphere and you know the glowing and such. But so he was like, yeah, black, yellow, and red, and I was like, all right, man, those are not cute colors, but we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always rough. It's like oh, another black shirt. Dang yep. it. Yep. And the the best part is, is that our, so for Bell's, like for Bell San Antonio, we have like an official, like when I say like official, like air quote official yeah. league shirt, the one that you guys might have seen me in, and it says Puro Pinball. That's like our official yes. shirt, black. But she showed me on like a couple of different colors, and I'm like, oh, it looks best on black. I was like, dang it. <laughs> I was like a little bummed about it, but at the same time, I like love it now. It's like my like it's my go to shirt, nice. obviously. But yeah. somebody noticed it, and I'm gonna give him props, Josh, who is I think from Austin, and he was he's so friendly. I remember him from last year, and we were he he was actually in the foursome. He's the fourth person that I was playing with on Jokers. It was Josh, oh. and he's super chatty, and he's looking at my shirt, and Colin's like Puro Pinball, and I was like, yeah, it's Spanish, and I was trying to like you know kind of like oh, it's like means pure pinball, da 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 da, and Josh is like, it's in the Spurs Fiesta colors. I'm like. Oh my God, I can't believe you recognize the Spurs Fiesta colors. Because usually, unless you're from San Antonio or really diehard Spurs fan, you wouldn't necessarily notice it's the Spurs, old Spurs Fiesta colors. But uh, but he did. I think it was Jason. Is it, I'm sorry, what? Oh, Jason Newman. I think it was Jason Newman. Was it Jason? I'm sorry. I don't don't think any of our Joshes played in the tournament, but Jason Newman loves the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, then it was Jason. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know I feel bad. Jason, he was super awesome. He talked to me for like 10 minutes about the Spurs, which, you know, is kind of random, but I was like, he was very much about the Spurs. (laughs) The fact that he like, he even wanted a shirt. He's like, I want a shirt. That's a cool (laughs) shirt and I'll wear it. And it's the Spurs Fiesta colors. And I'm like, and there's a big old Bells and Chimes logo on the back and I'm like you know what that would be super cool <laughs> Jason's funny too he's so tall and you know how some people everybody has like their own unique pinball stance his pinball yeah. stance cracks me up every time because he is a very very tall person and he'll do a very kind of like wide step back stance and he just he takes up a lot of space when he plays and yep. it's great <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's like it's like he's always on the block like for the yeah. Olympics like getting ready to like run yep. or something right yeah <laughs> 
But, uh, but yeah, I know he was super, super friendly, but yeah, I just was thought he was adorable. Like he's like, I want a yeah. bell shirt cause it's in the Spurs Fiesta colors and that's a cool shirt and you know, there aren't skulls on it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, he was cool, but yeah, I, I, now I feel like I, I feel like I need to do a shirt. So, but yeah, Regina does all our artwork. <laughs> so it's like, it. Thanks. yeah, re- I'll have to ask Regina. I like to say, I was like, can we do a shirt? I'm sure, I'm sure she will something up for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can make that happen. So, but well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and just breaking down the uh, Bat City Open for us. And before we take off, we do like this like fun questionnaire. It's a kind of a takeoff of the old TV show from the 90s, Inside the Actor Studio, but it's called Inside the Pinball Studio, <laughs> where I ask you questions about pinball and we find out a little more about your your pinball headspace. So I'm going to ask you each a question and then you guys can can go ahead and answer it. So um, we'll start with Donna. Donna, what game do you love? Black Knight. <laughs> do you have a specific Black Knight or is it all Black Knight? Um, all, all the Black Knights. <laughs> they're, they're all, um, uh, I love, I love, hate them all at once because they're brutal <laughs> machines, which is part of the reason I love <laughs> playing them. They I are love rough. listening to Steve Ritchie talk his call outs and when he does his evil laugh, just nothing brings me more joy. When I'm having a bad night at league, I will walk by and push the start button on Black Knight 2000 just to hear him say, give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get rough fired up and I go play. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Kelly, what game do you love? Ooh. Um, I specifically love Attack from Mars. It's definitely it's a it's a great game to me. The remake is also great. I don't have a preference for for either version. Awesome, awesome. All right, Donna, what game do you hate? Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> we have to play it for league, and it's the most God. expensive and most annoying pin we play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh All right, Kelly, what game do you hate? Um, I, I would agree with Donna. Um, (laughs) (laughs) man, that's funny. I, you know what? I, I honestly really don't enjoy, um, games like, uh, like Shrek or Family Guy. Like those, (laughs) you know, those like overly complex and kitschy games that are like, yeah, Yeah. they're just almost like cheap feeling. You're like, who who decided that this was the game that they were going to invest in? And then these got made in multiples. Like, why? Why? So, yeah, yeah, no, the worst one, and it's like, I, I dislike it almost so much, like, it, it almost come full circle for me. I'm like, well, this isn't terrible. It's Popeye. Have you guys ever played Popeye? Oh, yeah. With the, like, it's like a toilet seat, right? Or what's yeah. on that game? Like, <laughs> there's like, I guess that's also South Park, but in a, in a bigger way. Whatever the big loop South is Park's on Popeye. Yeah. I like, I like South Park. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I mean, I, I like Popeye more than I thought I would, but at the same time, it's so kitschy and weird and I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> every time I was like I was like the, when I played it I was like well I don't hate this like everybody was like oh it's a terrible game and I'm like I don't hate it but I don't I just I would love to talk to like whoever designed it because I'm just like yeah. this is just weird like why did you make these decisions to do that <laughs> like, it's like I, I was like I get that it's a deck of a shit I was like I just it, I, there's so many there's so many questions <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, back to the the questionnaire. So, um, 
Donna, what is your favorite pinball art? Either back glass, cabinet art. Uh, <laughs> here, broken record me, Black Knight 2000 is my favorite. <laughs> I love that. I, I uh, have grew up obsessed with King Arthur and I don't know what it is about that that back glass with the right it has different color schemes but when the more purple color scheme is on that's my favorite all right and Kelly favorite pinball art um I really enjoy the simplicity but uniqueness of TNA total nuclear annihilation uh, and also the soundtrack. I like that it has a specific yes. soundtrack. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, Scott and Missy hit it out of the park with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Definitely. that that whole package is artwork, sound included. So I think that that game has it nailed down for sure. Well, I, I guess that'll lead into my my question number four for Kelly. What wow. favorite pinball sound, either sound package or actual sound <laughs> on a pinball machine? Oh, okay. So I actually do have a more specific answer for this. I think my favorite pinball sound is specifically the sound of like multi-ball initiating when you're like mid-play and then another ball comes out and it's like ah yes (laughs) (laughs) the most beautiful sound in the world (laughs) yes it's all of a sudden you hear it like lock and then you just hear it just Mm -hmm. shoot down the lane i'm like yes yes that auto plunge is where it's at yep (laughs) all right donna favorite pinball sound um that's a good question. A lot of them get stuck in my head, but, yeah. you know, like different, like, uh, we play Genie a lot, and uh, if you tilt Genie, it, it, it plays a certain tune, and so I've made a, I, <laughs> my words to it are, you tilt the Genie. <laughs> so, so probably Genie has the funniest sounds to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Donna, what is your favorite festival, expo, or tournament to play in? What's your favorite, like, pinball event? Well, to play in, it's Bat City Open. To attend, it's going to be Texas Pinball Festival. There there are different uh, types of events for me. And Kelly? Um, Man, I'm a little bit torn. I So earlier this year, I went to Indisc and Everdrains in Southern California, which was a massive tournament and festival in California, uh, obviously. And it was really, it was really incredible. I think it was probably my big, my first really big tournament, um, but it was really well done. They had a women's segment of the tournament. So we had our, our own bank of machines, um, which was awesome. And then the main tournament had a really nice setup with uh, individual monitors above each game. So you could see exactly yeah. what everyone was doing. That was cool. And, you know, Keith Elwin was there and Steve Bowden was there. And it was a really amazing turnout of some incredible players. Sunshine uh, Bond was there, who was also at TPF. Oh, yeah. Um, she played Bad City great. last year, but not this year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she yeah. was, the, she was yeah. at Bad City last year. She's a fantastic yeah. player. She's yeah. amazing. Um, and so it was really, it was really just awesome to kind of get the opportunity to actually specifically watch people playing the games as they're playing them. Um, but also the tournament was just really well run and and it was nice just to have kind of like a specific women's segment, um, within the tournament, as well as while the the festival's going on, you know, there's 500 plus machines available in the museum for you to play. And, um, it was just a really good setup, but the, the actual women's tournament also at, at TPF was the, the Texas takedown was super fun and the trophies were amazing too. So I think both, both were really great. I think it just, yeah. And this was awesome just because it was a really good tournament set up in terms of like space and seating and sizing and kind of 
ruling and everything. So yeah, I've, I've heard amazing things about Indisc. It's, it's definitely on my uh, you know events to go to. Yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard definitely good things. So all right, Donna, um, I haven't yeah. actually asked you about uh, if you have a, a pin in the, in your home, but if you do or if you aspire to one, what would be your Grail pin? What is the one pinball machine that you would like to own? I do not have any pins in my house because it's too tiny and pinball machines are expensive. The, ones, <laughs> the older ones, I'm not in tech, so that would be hard. I do have uh, close friends who have five pinball machines, and uh, I get to go play those all the time. But I, I, I've been trying to decide, like, if I came into money, what pinball machine would I want to have? And I, I think that because it, it brings me such joy, even though I haven't played it very much, I would want a TNA. Because that that pinball machine just makes me so happy. Yeah, I know that. It's, it's, I love it. It's a great machine. Yeah. It is definitely on my my want list for sure. Um, all right, Kelly, what is your? You know, I haven't again also asked you if you have any <laughs> personal pins, but uh, what would be the one pin you would like to buy? What's your Grail pin? Yeah, I definitely I don't have a pin yet. Although I think the the hope is definitely to get one at some point. Again, you know, finances for sure would come into play, but um, I would, it would probably be torn between either an Attack from Mars or maybe even a Medieval Madness. They're obviously very similar games, um, but I think they're both very fun to kind of play over and over and over again. It's one of those games to me that just doesn't really ever get old, and the gameplay is, is really similar in terms of kind of, you know, ramping up the orbits and the ramps and, and, you know, attacking from the center. And so it's those games to me are just endless hours of fun. And I would, I would get one of those, if not both, if I could have both, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to hang out at your place. If you had both, yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm a huge Medieval Madness fan. That's like uh, it's on the wish list, but it's like oh god, even the remake on those are just so expensive. It's oh like, my ah. gosh, 10k minimum. Yeah, like, Cash okay? I like the you a check. Older, I like the older, the original more than the remake. But oh yeah, the remake's fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I like both. I mean, I can tell the difference between the two when I play mm-hmm. them, but. Yeah. You know, I, I think it would be easier to get my hands on the remake than the original. But, yeah, the, sure. if I had the choice, if you're like, hey, money, no object, I'd probably go for an original. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Donna, who would you most like to play head to head? Like who would who's your go to favorite person to play with? That's that's a, that's difficult. <laughs> you mean like somebody I aspire to play with, or someone? It can I be either way. With. Somebody you enjoy playing with, right? You know, in your regular league, or is it somebody you've always wanted to play pinball with? I don't. I don't know that I could single like one person out. I have lots of people I love playing pinball with. That if I'm at the arcade and they're there, I I know I'm going to be there for hours. That's probably so. So uh, if I pick somebody who's fun to play with and also I learn a lot from, I'm going to say Jason Newman, who's in our league. Yeah, he's a really great player. I learned the most player. from him, and he's so much fun to play with, yeah. He yeah. is very fun. All right, Kelly, same question. Who would you like to most – who who have you enjoyed playing head-to-head most, or who would be your, you know, dream uh, game with? Who would you like to play head-to-head? I think my dream game – would be with Keith Elwin so that I could A, fangirl over him super hard, and then uh, B, get him to teach me how to play Iron Maiden the bestest, uh, and then so, so that C, that I could continue fangirling over him because it's Keith Elwin. 
I wish you could have seen me, like, creep on him from a distance in this, and I honestly hope he doesn't ever listen to this, because he'll be a total psycho. But, like, just, I was like, oh my god, he totally designed that game, and oh my god, he's just putting up 760 million. I was just watching him from so far away. My brother's like, you were such a weirdo, just go introduce yourself. And I was like, no. <laughs> You should have done it. I know, I, I know. people all the time at TPF that I just see uh, on Twitch that, that might be I on Bitflip, but I'm familiar with them because they're at, like at the Stern factory or he's at their house. So I just go there and I'm like, hey, you're blah, 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 and just start talking to them. And it's just, I don't know why, I just, I just it's easy to do. <laughs> I get too nervous. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I just turn it into Donna, you're way better. Because I, no, I I, I'm kind of in Camp Kelly on this one. Cause <laughs> I'm not I, like that I, anywhere else. But in pinball, for some reason, I'm always comfortable in pinball. I'll just okay. talk to who I want to talk to. I want to learn as much as I can learn. and play with as many people as I can play with. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. Like, I, I, I Keith Owen is definitely one of the people I've always wanted to meet. And, um, it, like, here in San Antonio. So when Steve Bowden moved here and the first time I saw him, I'm like, be cool. Be cool. Don't, don't be a nerd. Don't be all weird. It's like, hi, Steve. Hi, it's nice to meet you. And he's like the nicest guy. Like he's, now we're like friends, and he's just he's yeah. just Steve. But before, I'm like, oh, I was like, he's like a pinball celebrity. Oh I, yeah. Like what? Once I realized like who people were in the pinball community, I'm like, oh my god. I was like, be cool. Be cool. <laughs> and then inevitably, I am not cool, and it's just a mess. And like everybody like just laughs. They're like, Lauren, I was like, I know. I try really hard to be cool and it just does not work out for me. That's okay. I, think I, I, I like those two. I like those two choices. All right. So Donna, last question. Yep. What is your dream theme? So what would be a theme that's not currently in existence? What would you like to see uh, themed as a pinball machine? Beastie Boys. Oh, that's actually a really good one. That's badass. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I would love for it to happen. Oh, there's so many like awesome like reasons why that needs to happen. That You could just I mean, have a sabotage multi-ball. It would be so awesome. Oh, that would uh, See, like cuz I have like this whole kind of like there was a thread on the like bells worldwide like face facebook page about um the music themes that weren't like old classic rock yeah like it's not that i don't like classic rock i do i i love it but it's like oh my god it's like you guys are speaking from like the same 10 bands like there's a part of me that you know i'm like give me anything i'm like madonna lady Mm -hmm. gaga prince abba was like throwing out there i'm like abba would be fantastic you know, I I would secretly love to have um the black keys, like something, so anything, anything even remotely like more modern. And I think the Beastie Boys would be perfect. I think that that yeah. would be an amazing pin because they're just, you know, it's rap, obviously, but you're just enough rock in them that I think they would appeal to a pretty broad audience. That's ah, oh, I've never heard anybody say that before, Donna. That's super cool. You, you get extra bonus points. <laughs> All right, yeah. Kelly, same question. What is your dream theme? Okay, well, I, I feel like I have a couple of that's acceptable, but the acceptable. in the theme of, like, breaking against, you know, the, the old white man rock consistency <laughs> that, that goes on, it's like, so true. I, think, I think that it would be amazing if we had, like, a Beyonce pinball machine. <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. I would just yeah like we could call it you know Queen Bee or whatever and it would just it it could be something you know it would be kind of like the Beatles probably but 
better because it's Beyonce and she would she would have like a baseball bat or something that would like whip away your pinball machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know. It would be something something spicy. Um or I'm also I'm also a big fan of Rick and Morty, which is definitely more, you know uh bro friendly, but uh Rick and Morty I think would be a really hilarious pinball machine as well. That would probably hopefully be better done than Family Guy, but maybe there's just so many quirky characters in there that I think that there could be some interesting modes for sure. Yeah, I know. I think that that would really lend itself to a pinball game. Definitely. Yeah, no, those, those are those are two definite. I love those both those things, and I'm I'm all about I'm all about the Beyonce. <laughs> as long as not like you know old rock, you know. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> just like I mean, oh, it's okay. great. It's great, but also like you know we've yeah. It's like enough. like, like when I heard they're redoing like Guns and Roses, I'm like, I mean. It, it's fine. I mean, I like Guns N' Roses, but it's like, it, when it's already been a pinball machine, do we have to do it again? But um, <laughs> I think they're just not doing, I feel like they need to do more focus groups with some women. It sounds like they're getting the same group of, you know, older men to kind of go in and do a focus group. <laughs> and they're like, you know what we need? More rock and roll. More rock and roll. <laughs> like, oh, God. And, and I get it. Like, I get it's a business and you're, you know, you're, dem- yes, the, the male demographic's a bit bigger. I, I get it. I, I get it. You're a business. Sure. But sometimes I'm just like, would you just please listen to us? Just, just not, not, not another rock pit, not another old timey rock pit. <laughs> At this one, it's like, if they like even tried, like even, it's like, you know what? I'm going to save up some money. I will buy that just because you tried. <laughs> But no, again, ladies, that was awesome. Thank you so much for participating in, in my, my little quiz show here, but also for, for being on the show and for doing everything that you do and being such a, a vibrant part of the scene there in Austin. And if people wanted to find more, uh, found out more about like the events in Austin, uh, where would you point them to? I'd say that the, the Bat City Pinball Facebook group has all of our information in it. It's easy yep. to get a hold of us through there. We're not great in other social media, but Facebook. We're pretty strong in our Facebook group. <laughs> I will say I am a member of y'all's group, and they do post in there pretty often about, about what's going on uh, on the Austin scene. And, and I look forward to the seeing you guys at more events. Obviously, you guys are my, my closest pinball peeps, you know, besides San Antonio. <laughs> so I know we'll be seeing much more of each other. I, I welcome Kelly to the scene. I'm, I'm very excited to, to have met you and become friends. And Donna, I'm yeah. so glad to, yeah. have, you know, have you still here and that I got to see you again. And, you know, for me, you're like Austin pinball. I, I just love it. Oh. Like, yeah. Thank you guys you. are. Awesome. And, and I hope you guys will, will come back on the show that you, my, my technical difficulties and everything else did not scare you away. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and definitely. Everybody, anybody who's in San Antonio really needs to go to What's Brewing. because Not only do they have great pinball, that's the best coffee I've had in Texas. It's really oh. good. Yeah, the coffee yeah. is, I've said it before, it is off the chain. If you're even if you're not a coffee person, like <laughs> it's really, really good coffee. I mean, they have a couple <laughs> of other really things good. you could drink, but um, no, the coffee is literally amazing they, they roasted themselves it's really really yeah. good well again ladies thank you so much and thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of the Backbox pinball podcast next week we will have martha from martha donovan from buffalo pinball who has just written a new pinball book and we'll talk to her next week so stay tuned for that and as, as always if you guys have any comments or thoughts or suggestions or you just want to reach out and say hello feel free to always email the backbox pinball podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us reach out to me uh, via 
Facebook or Instagram. Again, thank you so much for all your support and keep flipping.